Hey, beautiful. I don't want, I would just want to lay in the anointing of worship. I know. Can't I just do that? Yeah. I just want to stay in worship. Happy 4th of July and greetings, Radiant Church. It's such a wonderful day to be alive here. And before we get started, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you, Father God, for your presence here with us. There is a fullness in this sanctuary, Father God, of you. And in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Father God, we live to magnify you and to do thy will in the earth. We surrender our agendas. We surrender everything to you, Father God. Father God, grow us up and mature so that we, we, come to be, we become more like you, Father God. Father God, we want to be like your son, Jesus. And Father God, we thank you for your patience as we grow. And as we make mistakes, Father God, and we come to you for forgiveness, you do forgive us, Father God, and you don't even remember our sins. So Lord, on this day, we will magnify you. On this day, Holy Spirit, you will have your way in this place. In your, this day, Father God, this day is your day. And we thank you in the mighty and wonderful and matchless and awesome name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, church. I'm Celeste Tibbs, and I have a word for you this morning for the Lord. And it took me a little while, and I kind of I struggled. But God is always faithful, and when I just handed it over to him, he just kicked in and started talking to me. You know, he cares about us. He cares about everything that has to do with us. Whether it's big, whether it's small, he cares and he loves us. He cares about the church that we belong to. It's important to him. And you know what? Radiance been a blessing for me. Now in the beginning, I was kind of, mm, I don't know. I'm going to talk to you about that. I'm going to be, I'm just going to bring it out here. But I was kind of radiant church. I don't know. Okay. But he showed me, he showed me that this is where I belong and that you're my family. He showed me. And so in my last church, I stayed there two years after my husband passed. And then in prayer, Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, I'm going to move you. But you know what? I got ahead of Holy Spirit. I said, oh, you're going to move me? I was ready to go because I was grieving. I missed my husband. And that church and the people and the things that we did there, it all reminded me of Mike. So I was ready to go. But when God says he's going to move you, it's in his timing, in his way. But I got ahead of him, and I decided, you know what, I'm moving now with a quickness. And I'm going to pick the church that I want to go to. I got it all planned out. And so I left. I went to this church. And like Jonah, I ended up in the belly of a whale. Now, Jonah was in there for three days and three nights. Celeste was in there for six months. 
okay? Till I got a revelation, I'm in the wrong place because God did not take me there. I took myself there. And I repented and I said, Lord, please take me to where I belong. And about a month later, I get a call from a woman named Naomi Wright. And if you know Naomi, she's a radiant partner. She's a quiet woman. She doesn't say much, but when she does, you listen. And I respect her. And she said, you got to come to Radiant Church. I said, Radiant Church? Yeah, you got to come to Radiant Church. I said, Naomi, she says, it's different. It's different. Okay, I'll come. And so I came to Radiant Church. And I had some impressions of Radiant Church when I first came. And I want to share those with you. I remember coming through the door and I was greeted by some very friendly, warm people. They were nice. They shook my hand. They said, good morning. They had a big smile. I said, okay, this is cool. They got nice greeters. So I'm going down the hallway and I'm like, wow, OMG. Oh my goodness. They serve continental breakfast here. <laughs> oh my God. Because, see, you know, in all the other churches I went to, you could not take a crumb into the sanctuary. Right. Not a crumb. So I'm like, wow. Then I'm going down the hallway, and I hear some kids. They're squealing and laughing and jumping, and I hear some music, and I see some guy jumping with them. And I'm like, okay, the kiddies are they're having a good time for Jesus. And then all of a sudden, as I round the corner, this guy comes out of nowhere. He's tall, he's thin, he's got reddish blonde hair, it's spiky. And he goes, hi, I'm Jeremy. And I'm going, hi, I'm Celeste. He says, welcome to Radiant. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. They've got roving greeters. <laughs> this is cool. They got greeters at the door and they got greeters roving all around. They want to make sure you really feel welcome. And then I get to the door of the sanctuary, and there's this beautiful, smiling, brown-skinned woman. And she hugs me, and she says, welcome to Radiant. But it's like she's singing when she's greeting me. They got singing greeters. <laughs> they got roving greeters. They got continental breakfast. Okay, this is cool. But then the problem came when I came into the sanctuary. And this is where it gets a little sticky here. But I got to be truthful. I got to be truthful. So I sat down and I did my scan. And it's like 50 or 60 people at the time. This is about three and a half years or around three and a half years ago. And I didn't see anyone that had my skin color, maybe two people. And right away, my stinking thinking came in. And I started thinking, well, they're not too diverse. Then I started looking around, and I'm like, they're all young. I'm the oldest thing in here. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, this is different. And then worship starts. I'm like, is this Led Zeppelin for Jesus? <laughs> 
Because I have never heard anybody worship like this. But as I listened, as I listened, I heard scriptures being sang in that music. And as I looked on the screen, I saw the words and they were based on scripture. And then my spirit started to leap. It started to leap. And so I said, okay, I can get with that, but I'm still not comfortable with the worship flow because, you know, I'm all out. So I'm trying to get into the flow, but it's a little awkward, but it's all right. Worship ends and, uh-oh, here's the roving greeter. He's bouncing. <laughs> the roving greeter's bouncing on stage, and he's saying, good morning. Oh, he's praying fervently. He's praying fervently. And when he ends his prayer, he says, good morning. I'm Jeremy, the lead pastor. The lead pastor. Lord, he looks to be only 25, 30 at the most. But when I sat back, and then when he started to minister and speak the word, I got to be honest with you, everything in that sanctuary disappeared. Everything. You didn't exist for me, not that I'm being mean, but you all went away because I heard God talking to me. And it was me and God. And I realized that I had encountered the power and the presence of Holy Spirit. And when you get a hold of that, you want more. You want more. You want more of God. So it didn't matter how old someone was. I, it, the age didn't matter. What someone had on didn't matter. The color of the skin didn't matter. In fact, I don't care if Pastor Jeremy comes in here with pink hair, Birkenstocks, and a toe ring. <laughs> I will be here because God is here, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. But what I didn't understand is God was leading me here to more than a building, he was leading me here to my family. He was leading me here to the part of the family that he wanted me to partner with to get things done for the kingdom. And so family, we think of family as relatives, but God says that family is something else. And so, Let's go into the word. And if you've got your Bibles here, it's turn to John 1, 10 and 13. The gospel, according to John 1, 10 through 13. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. God makes it clear. He makes it clear that his children are in it. 
anyone and everyone that accepts his, Lord, his son Jesus as Lord and Savior. He makes it very clear. This is not a physical rebirth that we went through being born again. It's a spiritual rebirth. And if we have Jesus as Lord and Savior, then we are God's children and we are part of his family, the kingdom family. So it has nothing to do with physical or natural things. It's spiritual. The world bases everything on the physical. What do you look like? How much do you make? Where do you live? What's your zip code? What kind of degrees do you have? Okay, what was your GPA in school? Now, GPA might be important, especially if you're operating on me, okay? But to God, what matters is if we love his son, Jesus Christ, and we have made Jesus our Savior. So if that's important to God, it should be important to us. What is priority for God should be priority for us. So... I don't care that Pastor Jeremy is younger than me. In fact, it keeps me young and on my toes, okay? I love that we have a young, thriving church. I love that our church is becoming more diverse, not just by the color of people's skin, but people are coming from all over because they want God, and that's what is important. I've learned to flow with the worship here. I'm bringing my old Pentecostal praise, and God has put a new thing together. And I know it looks weird to you, but it works for me. Okay? Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, we were born into the kingdom of God through the blood of Jesus. God adopted us. In Ephesians 1.5, which is up, isn't up here, it says he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance, in accordance with his pleasure and will. It pleases him that we are his children. So what does Jesus have to say about family? Well, if we go to Mark 3. 31 through 35, then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus, and someone said, your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. Jesus replied, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, look. These are my mother and brothers. Anyone, and I want to emphasize, anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. He wasn't trying to disrespect his mom nor his brothers. If someone came to our home and said our mom and our brothers were outside and wanted to talk to us, we would probably say, excuse me for a second to the people we were talking to. I'm going to go talk to my mom and my brothers. But he used this as an opportunity, as a teaching moment, by asking two rhetorical 
questions. Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And then he looked at them and he said, anyone, anyone, anyone who does the will of our father. And so you are my mother, my brother, and my sisters, because you are here and you know Jesus is Lord, many of you, and you want to do God's will. We're family, we're kin. See, first time I went down south, I was in Kentucky, a little place called Madisonville, probably not even on the map. Someone walks up to me, I know you're not around here, but if you are, who's your kin? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Seriously. Say what? My kin. Yeah, your kin, your folk. My folk? Oh, okay, my family, my relatives. I don't have any relatives down here. Okay. Well, you are my kin. You are my folks. We're family. And as they say in the street, you are my peeps. You my people. Okay? We're family. And if we are going to be a church, a radiant church, that is a place where people can encounter the power and the presence of God. If we are going to be a radiant church, as God says in Ephesians 5 and 27, that Jesus comes back for and presents to himself, holy and without blemish, then we're going to have to love each other. We've got to love each other. And I know you hear this all the time, but it's time out for what they call the dumb stuff, the silly stuff, the flesh. And I'm guilty right here. I have been guilty. The example that I used when I came in my first time at Radiant, I'm scanning and looking at age and looking at skin color. I pray for the day. I pray for the day when I will no longer do that. I pray for the day where I just want to come in and see God's people and that it doesn't matter what color they are, that they are loved by God and they are my family. And I put all the rest aside because that's all that matters to God. And that's all that matters to us. But I still got some stinking thinking up here. I still got some renewing that needs to be done because of the way I was raised and the things that I was told and the insecurities that I felt as a person. Because the world wants you to think you're better than the next person. And that's not God's way. He is not a respecter of persons. He is not. He doesn't care if you've got MD, PhD, or no D behind your name. Okay? He loves us. Amen. Amen. So, 1 John 4, 20 and 21 says, If anyone says, I love God and hates, works against his Christian brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should also unselfishly love his brother and seek the best for him. 
So to be a radiant church, God wants us to, number one, embrace and love our family members. First Peter 2 and 17 says, show respect for all people. Treat them honorably. Love the brotherhood of believers. Fear God, honor the king. See, when I was putting this message together, I'm, a song kept coming through my head, and I won't say it's God, because, you know, you guys, some of you don't, but it was like, I love you, you love me. We're a happy family. <laughs> okay. But the truth is, is when I saw Barney, I snapped him off quick. Because there was just something about Barney that disturbed me. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Okay. Charity starts at home. And we need to demonstrate and love and respect for each other as brothers and sisters. And as my grandmother used to tell me, baby, I can show you better than I can tell you. And so when people see the family of God, the brothers and sisters treating each other with respect and love, then they see God's love in action. They're tired of the words. And yes, we do witness, but they want to see the action. And it starts first with us individually and then collectively. Amen? Amen? So we need to embrace and love our family members. Number two, appreciate the diversity of our family. We're a diverse family. And it has nothing to do with color. Okay? 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 17 says the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has Many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? We all, all have different parts and roles and assignments in God's body. And he's empowered us and given us the gift or gifts to get those assignments done. And we all need each other. Okay? No one part is more important than the other. It may have more responsibility, but it's not more important. You know, I was reading something that the worship leader, he's over our worship arts department, Mike Ashley wrote, and I'm not going to get it verbatim. I don't want to mess it up, but the sentiment of what he wrote when he was talking about his department was this. You know, my department has, it has a worship team and it has a production team. And on the worship team, we have people that sing vocals, we have people who play instruments, and we have people who do both. Now everybody's voice is a little different. 
has a little different pitch, a little bit different tone, a little bit different, I think the word is timbre. I'm probably messing it up, Mike. Okay. But we also have people who play instruments. The drums don't sound like the bass guitar or the electric guitar or the keyboards. But all of this, all of these different sounds, the vocals, the instruments, when people lay down their agendas and they just say, God, use me. Use me for your glory. When they say, bring me together with the members of the team that we may together as one unit glorify you through one voice of worship, it works. It works. And that's like the body of Christ. When we just lay down our agendas, when we lay down what we want to do, when we stop worrying about the other person and what they're getting and what we're not getting or we perceive to not get, when we just let God work through us and be who he is, and when we just focus on the assignments that he gave us, then when you triumph, I triumph. When you suffer, I suffer. We're all in this together. We're family. And I need you. And you need me. And no, I don't look like you, but you stuck. You stuck. In fact, you're stuck for an eternity. So let's get practicing on the love walk now. Amen. Amen. Number three, realize that we need each other. First Corinthians 12, 18 and 21 says, but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. The world is based on competition, comparisons. In fact, the world rewards you for being fiercely independent. Okay? And by the way, kick a few people while you're on your way to the top. Doesn't matter. Just go on and get up there the best way you can, as fast as you can. Because the other folks don't matter. Winning is what matters. That's the one, not the way God does it. That's not his way. His way is we work together. And we've already won through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. He just wants us to walk in that victory as a family. As a family. And so, yeah... Number four, be patient with each other. I'm still a work in progress, and so are you. Ephesians 4 and 2 says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Yeah, we can work each other's nerves sometime. I know I can work my own nerve. I got to sit myself down sometime because I have to say, Celeste, just chill. But forgiveness, forgiveness, patience, we're on the potter's will. We're being molded by God and shaped to his son's image. And that takes time and we make mistakes and we correct those mistakes and we keep going. But we're family and I need you and you need me and we need each other. 
And this community needs us to be a radiant church, to love each other and to demonstrate God's love within us. Number five, we need to live and serve God in unity. Romans 15, five through seven says, I think I have my numbers off. We had embraced and love our family members, appreciate the diversity of our family, realize that we need each other, be patient with each other was number four, and number five is live and serve God in unity. Romans 15, five through seven says, may God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as it as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. And I love Psalm 133 and 1. It's not up here, but how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. Pastors Jeremy and Anna, they're our leadership, but Christ is the head of this family. And God placed them here in this location, and he anointed them and appointed them to start Radiant Church. They left their home, their city, along with others who came down from Richland, and they planted this church. And Pastor Jeremy was given a vision that Radiant would be a place where people could encounter the presence and the power of God. But what I realized is that presence and that power it has to be in us. Holy Spirit's in us, but they've got to see that. Because Radiant is more than just a building. Church is more than just going to church. This is family. And I also realize that he drew us here. There's no mistake that you are here at Radiant. This didn't happen serendipitously. God drew you here through Holy Spirit to do the work of the church under the leadership of pastors Jeremy and Anna. But he also drew you here for another reason, to sow your gifts, to grow and mature, just as I need to grow and mature, so that we would look more like his son and be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And so we go from glory to glory and we go from faith to faith, and we do it together. And we pray for each other. We forgive each other. We don't let things get rooted in our hearts that get ugly, and that can cause dissension and can break up unity. It's not God's way. And if we have ought with our brother, we go to him quietly in love. Not accusatory, but saying, look, I've been thinking this, and maybe I'm totally off base, but I need to talk to you. 
can we talk? And if they don't want to, at least you made the attempt. But if they do, sit down and love and talk it over. I know I've had to go to a couple people and apologize because we all have days. If there's anyone in here today that's listening and you don't know who Jesus is, he wants to make himself known to you. He wants you to come into the family of God. He wants you to surrender your life. Our Lord Jesus went to the cross. He took on our sins so that we could have eternal life and be forgiven. And if that is you here, and you're here today, and you want to know Jesus as Lord, then just raise your hand, and we'll pray. If there's anyone here, if there's anyone here, Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the matchless name of Jesus, we thank you for the blood of your son. We thank you, Father God, for what Jesus did on the cross for us, that he took on our sins. Father God, that he went to the grave, but he rose up from the grave, and we have to realize that he is no longer in that grave, but seated at your right hand, Lord. And Father God, he's interceding for us every day as his family, Father God. We are his family, his brothers and his sisters and his mother, Father God. And so, Father God, I pray. I pray a special anointing over Radiant Church, Father God, that you would mature us, Father God, that you would grow us up, Father God, that you would teach us, Father God, to let go of our old ways of thinking. Let go of our old prejudices and our old misconceptions and perceptions, Father God, that have nothing to do with your godliness, Father God. Help us, Father God. Help us to be more like you, Daddy. Give us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within us as only you can do, Father God. And we know, Father God, that when we keep our focus on you, when we stay close to you, Daddy, everything falls in order. Holy Spirit, lead us. Lead us into all truth. Guide us and direct us. We let go of our own thoughts and opinions, and we say, Lord, we submit them to you. Show us the way. Show us how you want us to think about things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We have prayed, and I believe, and you believe, that God will do this for us by faith. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.